So yes, you did see Martin Icewander, uh, Hannah Tanner, and Emily Robertson, I believe, in that video, maybe, maybe some others. Uh, a group of our people went to the uh, New Room Conference back in the fall uh, in Nashville, and New Room is, is hosting or, or sponsoring uh, an awakening tour. It's uh, traveling all over the southeast, and their Atlanta stop is this week, and it's here. It's at Riverstone. Uh, it's Thursday night. Now, we've advertised it a couple of times as uh, college and young adults, but it's really not. It's for everybody. Uh, anybody that wants to come and worship and pray and seek the Lord for awakening uh, for our community, for our nation, be here. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, this is a busy week for Riverstone. We kick off Wednesday night with uh, RS Together, uh, and then we come back on Thursday uh, for a, a night of, of worship and prayer. I encourage you to be here. Uh, Thursday's going to be, uh, what, it was, what do y'all say, off the chain? Is that still something you say? What is it? Lit. lit. It's going to be lit. <laughs> I have no idea, but I think it's going to be good. So y'all come and be a part of that. Uh, Wednesday, we do uh, kick off ours together, and it's going to be crazy. Um, I, th- I think we've got like 300 adults signed up already and 100, over 100 kids. It's going to be it's going to be crowded fun. Uh, one of the ways that Jesus described the kingdom was like a party. Uh, he said, the kingdom of God is like a wedding feast. Uh, every wedding feast I've ever been to was a party. And so the kingdom of God is like a party, and we have a leadership team of about 50 people who have prepared a party for you for Wednesday night. And so if you haven't signed up, you can still sign up. And uh, I don't know if you can do that crazy aim your camera, your phone camera at the screen. Maybe, maybe you can't do that this week, but that was pretty cool while we had it. Um, so go on the website, go on the app, and sign up uh, between now and now uh, because it's getting pretty full. But it uh, should be a fun time, and we're looking forward to uh, just having fun, having a party together. A uh, couple of things uh, before I preach. A couple of things I, I want to mention. Uh, one is that, in case you didn't know, 2018 is over. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but we are a, a month into uh, 2019, and there are some things that you need to know uh, as we move forward in 19, some things you need to know about 2018 uh, as it pertains to Riverstone. Uh, one is, uh, in 2018, we did not make budget uh, as a church. Uh, it's happened before. It's not that unusual. I think we have nine times in 15 years we have not made budget. But typically, it's close. You know, we're talking usually 3 or 4% over or under. And in 2018, we missed by 13%, which is it's a little more than usual. Uh, the good news is we, we also didn't spend budget, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, bills are paid, lights are on so far, uh, we got uh, money in the bank, but uh, as we go forward, we want to be good stewards of what uh, God has given us, and so kind of the, the way we approach uh, situations like this is prepare for the worst, hope for the best, 
And so we're trying to, to trim our, our budget for 2019 and have a smaller budget for 19 than we have for 18. And I, I say that just to let you know that uh, there may be some things that, that, we're, that we do that you notice. Uh, there will be some changes that you will notice. There will be many changes that you will not notice. Uh, we do believe that 2019 will be different. Uh, we, are, we believe that God is calling us into a, a year of increase. We believe that. Uh, but we want to be faithful, we want to be wise, and we want to be responsible. And so we are seeking uh, to uh, build a budget that, who knows, maybe at the end of 19 we'll have this incredible surplus and we'll have to figure out what to do with it. Uh, but that's how we are proceeding. So just pray and uh, continue to ask the Lord uh, how he would have you uh, to give this year as well. Um, second thing I, I want to uh, address, some of you have asked about this. Y'all remember this? Uh, this, for those of you who don't know, uh, was uh, something, that an initiative that we started a year or so ago uh, that really was the launching of dreams. And there were a lot of dreams that were launched. Uh, this started with a lot of energy and a lot of momentum and so many dreams. And uh, then, honestly, it, it kind of fizzled a little bit. And, and the question has been, uh, what happened? And I want to say that it fizzled uh, because I did a bad job. Uh, I didn't lead it well. And it's, if you're looking for somebody to blame for uh, the fizzle of this, the, this it would be me. Uh, and, and the reason is we started really well and we didn't finish well. And, and that's, that's on me. That's my job. And so I'm sorry. Uh, if you feel like that your dream was just left hanging uh, and you're wondering, you know, will my dream ever come true, then I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, I could have done a better job. I have a, I have a tendency sometimes to light a fire and then while it's burning, go light another one. And uh, it's just not good. It, it doesn't matter how well you start if you don't finish well. And uh, I didn't finish well. And so uh, I hope you'll forgive me for that. But I, but I do want to say... Uh, that there were a lot of things that happened and that are still happening. And so to kind of help you understand, let, let, me, uh, let me bring you up to date. Here, here are the facts of this. The total that was given was $112,176.53. I'm not sure who gave the 53 cents, but thank you. Um <laughs> To the building debt went $63,690.77. And to the stone groups, you'll remember there, was, there were 12 stone groups, uh, $48,485.76. Next slide. The total amount that was spent by the stone groups was $15,839.77. And 23 cents. If you're good at math, you know that that means that the remaining amount is $32,646.53. There's that 53 cents again. It's, it's still, it's in the bank. 
It's waiting to be spent. Um, so maybe your dream will come true. So, so don't give up on that. Here are some things that happened. Uh, we offered care packages for returning missionaries. We offered care baskets to provide to the chaplain's office at Kennestone Hospital. We distributed 750 hygiene kits to elementary schools in Marietta and Cartersville. We hosted a breakfast for teachers at the end of the school year. Uh, we started a newcomer's lunch with gifts and free food uh, here on the first Sunday of the month. We gave money to the single mom's ministry. We collaborated with uh, the missions outreach team to establish a missionary care coordinator position. And we hired Brooke Coretta or Corita, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> uh, with that position being created, the missionary care coordinator, we sent three missionary care teams, one to Spain, one to Costa Rica, and one to Turkey. Uh, also, out, out of that position, the collective was started. Uh, the collective's uh, mission is to serve supply and supply and table. Um, so roll the next. Here are things that the collective has helped. The Hope Box, Hello Hope, uh, Kids 3, Rescuing Hope, Table on Delk, uh, the Goshen Valley uh, Ranch, uh, many other things uh, that BAB is another thing that uh, the collective will help. Uh, so I say all that to say that even though we didn't keep the momentum the way I, I wish that we had, and even though we didn't finish uh, as strongly as I think we could have, a lot of things happened. A lot of things were done, and a lot of things will still be done. Uh, like I said, there's, there's money uh, still to be spent. And so if you, if you have a dream, and especially if you feel like uh, your, your dream was neglected or not heard, uh, I would encourage you to get in touch with me or get in touch with one of the other pastors or, or perhaps even Brooke, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Anyway, thank you for your patience. So last week, uh, I mentioned that uh, in 40 years of ministry, it's, it's amazing and, and I would say sad uh, how many people I have encountered, come across, uh, done ministry with or done ministry uh, for, uh, who have been wounded by the church. Uh, it's, it's a sad, sad reality. Uh, and this includes both those who uh, were in the congregation and were hurt by church leaders, as well as those who were church leaders and were hurt by uh, people in the congregation. Jesus said that in this life we would encounter trouble. Uh, Jesus said that in this life we would be persecuted, and he said that we would even be hated. But when he said those things, he wasn't talking about in our relationships with each other. He was, he was actually talking about how the world would treat us. And his description of how the church would treat the church, his description of how the people of God would treat each other was, was quite different. Uh, he said actually the world will know that you're mine 
by the way you love each other. Uh, John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, the truth is, love can be difficult. It can be hard to love. Uh, but we can't live for very long or very well without it. Now, the world-renowned theologian, James Taylor, (laughs) says it this way in his song, Shower the People. Second verse, you can run, but you cannot hide. This is widely known. Tell me what you plan to do with your foolish pride when you're all by yourself alone. Once you tell somebody the way that you feel, you can feel it beginning to ease. I think it's true what they say about the squeaky wheel always getting the grease. Better shower the people you love with love. Show them the way that you feel. Things are going to be much better if you only will. So today we're going to talk about increasing in love. And and the question is, why don't we love better? We know we're supposed to love and we all want to be loved. Why don't we love better? Well, if, if you were in Sunday school as a child, you know the answer, right? Satan. <laughs> why, why, why don't we love better? And, and the truth is, Uh, We don't love better because of sin. Sin is the thing that gets in the way when it comes to love. Or uh, even we could say a lack of consistently depending on God. When we consistently depend on God, it causes us to live a lifestyle of repentance. And when we live a lifestyle of repentance, of repentance, that allows us to walk in forgiveness and freedom. And when we walk in forgiveness and freedom, that allows us then to walk in love. I want to read from Matthew chapter 16. Uh, It'll be on the screen. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. Uh, Matthew 16, beginning at verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, catch this, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. So, 
Here's, here's the story. Jesus is with his disciples, and, and they've been talking. And in previous verses, Jesus asks his disciples, you know, what are they saying? What, what do the people think? Who, who do they say that I am? And, and Peter is the star. He is. Peter is the star. He speaks up and he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That, that's who you are. And Jesus says to Peter, uh, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. You didn't come up with that on your own. Uh, my father told you that. So Jesus is actually saying to Peter, my father, my heavenly father is speaking to you. That had to be a great moment for Peter. And then, you know, in the next few verses, he says, no, no, no to Jesus. And Jesus says, you are the devil. So, you know, it was one of those days for Peter. He, you know, I'm going to be a rock star. No, I'm going to be, no, at the bottom. And so that's just kind of the way it was for Peter. He he was like that a lot, back and forth. Uh, But Jesus is basically saying to Peter, you're thinking like earth, not heaven. That's really what he's saying. He's saying you're focusing on the way things happen and the way things operate and the way the world runs things, uh, not the way heaven runs things. And so Jesus and Peter at this point are really at opposite ends of the spectrum. Jesus is focusing on the plan of heaven no matter the cost. And Peter is demanding that Jesus' messiahship be carried out according to earthly or or worldly perspectives. At this point, Jesus lays out for his disciples and for us as well what love looks like. It's really what he's talking about. When he he says, if you want to follow me, I I mean, just think about it, put it in perspective. The Bible says that God is love. The Bible says that Jesus is God. Therefore, Jesus is love. Nobody ever loved the way Jesus loves. Nobody who has ever walked the face of the earth loved the way Jesus loved during his time on earth. And so Jesus says, if you want to follow me, if you want to walk in the way of love, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So what does it mean? What does it mean, first, to deny yourself? Everybody here, everybody in this room, and I I would even say that everybody on this planet is, is leaning in one of two directions. You're either leaning towards God or you're leaning towards selfishness. You're either leaning towards God or you're leaning towards selfishness. Now, uh, that would be fine if we could just all raise our hands and say which one we were, and then we could look around the room and you could know. Uh, But the problem is that, for me at least, I I lean towards God, and then a few minutes later I lean towards selfishness, which is kind of what Peter was, was doing. He would lean towards God, and then in the next minute he would lean towards selfishness. When Jesus says, deny yourself... He's actually saying, trust God and lean towards him. When Jesus says, deny yourself, he's saying, listen, if you want to walk in the way of love, you have to lean away from selfishness. You have to lean towards God. 
The only way to lean into love and to lean towards love is to lean towards God and to lean away from selfishness. Now, you, you've heard me say here on Sunday, and so, some of you, it's just it made you angry. Uh, but you've heard, you've heard me say that marriage is easy. And the truth is, marriage is intended to be a blessing. I do not believe that God gave us marriage as punishment. I just don't. You know, the Bible says that it was not good for man to be alone, and so God invented marriage. It just makes no logical sense. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to punish him. That doesn't make sense. And so marriage is intended to make life better. Here's what makes marriage hard. When, When it's difficult, this is what makes it difficult. Selfishness. Now, if right now you're thinking, yep. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) It's my selfishness. Uh, It's your selfishness. And so what, what Jesus is saying is, if you want to learn to walk in love, you have to learn to lean. Away from being selfish, you have to lean Towards God, leaning away from selfishness is hard. You know why it's hard? Because we are wired to be selfish. We want our stuff. We want what, you know, we want our way. You know, how many of you get mad when you get your way? How many of us get mad when we don't get our way? That's kind of an indication of where we're leaning. Jesus is saying, if you want to walk in the way of love, lean away from selfishness towards Jesus. Second thing he says is take up your cross. And he's saying here, be willing to die. Now, when we think about taking up our cross, because this is a verse that we've read before, and, I, and I, a lot of us have thought, well, okay, what is my cross? Jesus is saying, take up my cross, and, and what is my cross? And, and as you think about what your cross is, you just need to remember that his cross was a cross. His cross was a cross. And he took it. It, for the moment, was not good for him. But boy, was it good for us. And that's what love looks like. That's what love looks like. It means that you're willing to die so that Jesus can be supreme. To take up your cross and follow Jesus means that you are willing to pay whatever price is necessary for Jesus to be exalted, for him to be supreme, that nothing can take his place, that you are making the choice to live from a kingdom perspective, that you're making the choice to put the kingdom of God first. And that your surrender to him is about what 
he wants and what he desires, not what you want or what you desire. The third thing he says is follow me. Now, this this verb, follow me, is in the present tense, which means that it is a, a verb of continual action. And so when he says, follow me, he's not just saying, you know, make a decision to follow me. He is saying, for the rest of your life, every minute of your day, continue to follow me. Continue, 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 continue. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't get distracted. How many of you know, have have become aware, that we live in a me-first world? We do. We live in a me-first world, and it can be terribly distracting. But Jesus is saying to his disciples, and he's saying to us, that being a disciple and living me-first won't work. It, It just won't work. Because to be a disciple, we have to make the choice to live Jesus first. We can't really serve others unless we love God. We can't serve others unless we love God. We can't really even love others unless we love God. But the paradox of the kingdom is that we also can't truly love God unless we serve others. And we can't really love God unless we love others. Now, I think that sometimes it feels like that we're worried that God is going to accidentally let some people into heaven who shouldn't be there. (laughs) And so we want to point out to him who has passed muster and who hasn't. And I think that one of the things it means to walk in love is to trust God to sort that out. And, and to stop trying to determine whether or, whether or not people deserve your love. And just love them. Just love them. Because living Jesus first should cause us to walk in grace and mercy. And my Bible says that mercy trumps judgment. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So let me just give you three easy ways to remember how to increase in love. Number one, Stop me first. Just stop me first. Confess to God, I'm I'm selfish. I want things my way. I need your help. I want to move from me first to Jesus first. Just tell him. Second, believe. Romans 5.5 says that the Holy Spirit actually puts the love of God in us. That the the Holy Spirit will actually put the love of God in our hearts. I want to say to you loud and clear, to you and to myself, this is our only chance. I don't care how strong-willed you are. I don't care how disciplined you are. I don't care whether you have a military background. I don't care. You 
will not love unless the Holy Spirit is in you. Unless he is in your heart. And unless he owns your heart. Believe that God's love is in you. And that this call to love people, whether they are lovable or not, is actually doable because he makes it doable. Stop stop focusing on all the reasons why you can't and focus on the one reason that you can. And then third, pray and obey. I mean, that's... That's really Christianity. That is the Christian life. Pray and obey. Talk to God. Ask him what he wants and then do it. Better yet, let him do it. Let him do it. Simple things. Kind words. Speak life. Ask the Lord, God, give me a tongue that speaks life, not death. Kind acts to do. Kind words to say, kind acts to do. Random acts of kindness will change the atmosphere of the world that you live in. And kind thoughts to believe. Kind thoughts to believe. Ask the Lord to give you the grace to believe the best about people rather than suspecting the worst. Kind words to say, kind acts to do, kind thoughts to believe. I believe that if we will do these things in surrender to the Lord, filled with his spirit, it will change our world. And we will see an increase of love like like we've never seen before. Now let's pray. Lord, thank you for the way that you love us. Oh my. I mean, we, we can't even fathom the depth of your love. And yet you say, let me not just show you how to receive it. Let me, let me show you how to give it away. So help us, Lord to increase in both of those. To be better receivers of your love and better givers of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. I'm going to ask our teams to come and get in place. And uh, we're going to have a time of ministry. And I just really encourage you to take advantage of of a time just, just to be prayed for. Uh, we have in, awesome people up here, incredible teams who, who love to pray for folks. And uh, uh, if you need to respond to something from the message today, maybe you want to just make a declaration to the Lord, I want to I be a Jesus first person and stop being me first, I encourage you to come uh, and, and be prayed for today. Also, there may be something else, maybe other issues, something that hasn't even been addressed today. Maybe, maybe you need physical healing and we... Our teams have been been, uh, trained in in praying for healing, and they love to do that. And so 
I encourage you to, to come. Whatever your need is, I encourage you to come uh, for prayer today. Uh, I want you to stand, and, and we're going to worship a bit. And uh, just encourage you to come and, and to come quickly. And, uh, and don't rush out while this is going on. I do have one more thing I want to say to you after we've worshiped and prayed for a bit. I have uh, something I want to say as we close. Holy Spirit, come fill this place. We pray that the river of your love would flow through this house today and that it would change every person it touches. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.